Welcome back, millennials, to another episode of FMVM. Hope you all are having a great week. As always, thanks for listening, and let's get into it. So this week, I really want to discuss the Matt Gala, what it is, the purpose, the theme, everything you basically need to know about it. So it's been going on for 73 years. It started in 1948. The first ever Matt Gala was a midnight supper that invited guests could come for about $50. During the 70s and 80s, it went and earned party of the year, thanks to former Vogue editor-in-chief Diana Vreeland. And yeah, so it had grown from there. Currently, the Met Gala tickets are about $30,000 per person or $275,000 for a table. Last year alone, the Met Gala raised $2 million plus. So it is a fundraiser event. The purpose behind the Met Gala is to raise money. This year, so as 2019, the Met Gala was expected to have about 550 guests, and the theme was camp. So that information came thanks to Fortune.com. As far as camp goes, I was a little confused about what camp was. I know the Met Gala is a costume bar, and you come in these extravagant yet elegant costumes and gowns and designers' work of art. But when it came out, camp a note of fashion i had no clue what that was i was like what is this and interesting enough one of my favorite bloggers nicole actually gave us what camp was in a very calm calm way so i'll read an insert that she posted within her story camp does not equal anything over the top extra or weird is not she has in quotation and i repeat not costume Camp is taking a singular idea, inspiration, or design detail and cranking it up to the max. To the max in a way that's so absurd or so ironic that it makes perfect wearable sense. She has an insert in there saying, will I say drag queens invented camp? No, she'd have to do more research to really fully be able to say that. And then she gives an example of where to look up vintage camp looks from Mugler, Bob Mackie, um, and modern takes of it would be Jeremy Scott. So that's kind of what the camp thing was. Think camp costume. So not extra, but definitely extravagant. And these people showed up and showed out. Some of them did not um, at all. But some of them definitely showed up and showed out. Some of my favorites was Zendaya show up and showed out with the Cinderella theme with her fairy god brother dressed starting off gray very much Cinderella go clean my house to then lighting up the red carpet period pop popped out with the light up hair I personally would have did a different twist on the hair but other than that Zendaya shut down let's bounce back and forth from some of my faves to then some funny memes so Zendaya as Cinderella then they had Kylie and Kendall as the evil stepsisters. Hilarious. I also saw Kylie and Kendall as White Chicks remake. Talking about White Chicks 2. So that was hilarious. Love Serena Williams with the sneaker effect. Off, I'm pretty sure though these are off-white Nikes. Um, off-white Nike collab. But the lime green with this dress flowing. Big shoulder. Gotta love it. Have to love it. The... The current editor-in-chief of Vogue did great. Dapper Dan stepped out and dressed a couple of people, including Omar Hardwick and 21 Savage. So Dapper Dan did that. Definitely fell in love with Jared Leto. This man came with a head, a whole nother head, period. Show up, pop out. Katy Perry, be our guest, be our guest. Put our service to the test. 
Katy Perry gave you Beauty and the Beast chandelier realness. Had to be here for it. Had to be here for Katy Perry. Then you had Gigi Hadid. Hadid. Gigi Hadid loved this Ice Queen look. Everything. Laverne Cox in the all black. Love wearing all black. You should see my closet. Came through. Laverne Cox, Sierra, Poison Ivy look with everything. And then Sierra and Big Frida opened the show. Sierra with these perfectly put together Afro puffs. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said right there. You had Lady Gaga who gave us a show on the runway. Big puffy gown, bring it down to a Mary Poppins black with the umbrella. My favorite of all the looks. Then Hollywood show queen with the cell phone. Ended up butt naked on the red carpet. Here for it. In her one piece. Was here for it. Lena Waithe, period. Butch queen realness, period. The category is she's walking. Came through. Ezra Miller did that too. He had a whole bunch of eyes. And then he had a mask of his face as well. That was good. Some of the people then did not do as well. Kim Kardashian, body on point. Body was everything. I also feel that with Kim Kardashian's look, it looked much better maybe in person than on the red carpet per se. Because I did look and it did have almost looks like pearls or pieces of a chandelier hanging from it in a sheer type print. So I feel like it may have looked better. Her body though, wow. Wow. Her date. That is what we will refer to him as if you paid... 30 plus possible thousand dollars to come in a dicky suit. A dicky suit, Kanye? You know what? I don't even have the time. Going back to some great looks. Naomi Campbell with his purple leg. <laughs> Period. Period. Lapita giving you tie-dye, giving you rough and puff with the pics in her hair then stars coming down the back because baby i'm i'm a i'm a star star these big high shoulders here for it the wigs look nice Dwayne and gabby they were giving me game of Thrones fives and fields tracy ellis ross a picture worth a thousand words and she was worth every last word every last word she was worth so i have to shout out I am Ricky Vasquez for calling out Blanca and saying she was given simply fashion. That <laughs> had to be the funniest thing I read all day. Like, what? Wh Blanca, what? You could have worn one of your costumes from the show. What was going on, Blanca? That wasn't it. That wasn't it. You missed the mark. You kind of, no, you, you outright missed it. You definitely just outright missed the mark. It was terrible. I also was here for Kara Delavin. I'm not really sure how to pronounce her name, but her outfit was giving Candyland galore. Candyland extravagated to the full list. Okay. Cardi looked nice too. I'll give it to Cardi. This overflow red dress giving us very devil in the red dress, giving you everything, giving you Rihanna yellow dress vibes, everything you kind of needed from. Cardi, and then you have her sweet 16 sister, Nikki. Girl, what? What? Like, we're, we, wanna, we want to. We want to. We trying to, Nikki. This dress, the back, the front, the shoe with the tie up the leg. Your hair was cute. Your hair was on point, Nick. 
Yo, makeup was period. Yo, dress, you could have left that at whoever Sweet 16 you stole it from. Because that was bogus. Definitely not one of my favorites of the night. My two favorites of the night were... Dun, da 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 Drum roll, please. Billy Porter. The Phoenix has risen. The Golden Bird. Touched by King Midas himself. Billy Porter shut down. Billy Porter gave y'all camp. If y'all didn't even know what camp was, just look at Billy Porter because... He was camp. He was it. And Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Hopefully she's hosting. If she's not hosting, Met Metropolitan Museum. Give it to Janelle. It's her event. She needs it. She she deserves it. It's shut it down. Period. Gave you everything you needed. So that kind of my looks at the Met Gala. I also find it hilarious that someone said Rihanna I guess posted something about some makeup on her story or whatever. And someone said, Here she go playing with that fucking makeup again. <laughs> Cause she didn't show up. How did she, her or Beyonce not show? Whatever, rich people problems. I guess can't really do much about it. So yes, the Met Gala was so much fun. Looks like um one day you know I'll be there hosting live from the red carpet, giving you all the real tea on the red carpet, letting these people know to their faces. Nicki Minaj returned that dress, please. Billy Porter, you're giving us everything we need. Janelle Monae, period, period. Lupita. Ty died realness. OBJ showing up in a kilt. Here for it. Chad. 21. Dap, Mr. Dapper Dan himself. All slay coming through. So one day I'll be able to interview them and ask them both their inspiration. Ask some of them, do they really even understand what the theme is? If it is ever a theme like camp again, where I know I personally had the research to find out what it was. And I did also find that it started um, back in like the Roman history time, kind of when show and artwork had to be over-exaggerated so everyone could see. Then I did read more and say that really it came to light and it stayed so popular because of the LGBTQ plus community and the ballroom scene. So that was also interesting to see. And find out that that's kind of where this came about with the Met Gala. So it started as a fundraiser, as I mentioned earlier. Now it kind of kicks off the Fashion Institute's gallery. Now that the Met Gala is over, you can go to the Met and see the exhibit, which inspired the theme, Camp A Notes of Fashion. I may try to go. I may try to get there before, you know, it all is said and done and it ends. I'm not sure of the dates of that. If anybody do know the dates, can you you know, inform me so I can share it with the people. But that was the Met Gala, in my opinion. Who were some of y'all best dressed? Let me know. Drop a review. Drop a comment on Instagram of who you thought best dressed um, or who you thought looked at a terrible mess at the Met Gala. So I finally made it to the theater to see Avengers Endgame. Um, living in New York, it is a struggle to kind of get to the theater I live within the Harlem area. I do not go to the Magic Johnson Theater. It is the ghetto. The ghetto motherfucking hoe. It's every time I've been, I've had a terrible experience from people talking. And when I say talking, I mean getting up out their seat, screaming to the back of the theater. Bae, what you want from the concession stands? Bitch, what she asked you for when you walked your ass down there, duh. Why would you do that in a movie? You see, we're here to watch a movie. Nevertheless, I don't go there. I go within the city, Columbus Circle. That's my theater that I like to go to. And this particular time, I also had to make sure I had three hours worth 
to spare and sit and watch a movie. I'm also kind of cheap and my job get discounts and we can't use our discount online as in we can't buy a ticket online. In New York, they do reserve seating at most of their movies. So I had to wait till I saw a time that once I was ready to leave for the movie, it still had empty seats. So I went pretty late, went at like an 11 o'clock show, did not get out to 2.30, and I must say it wasn't worth it. It was a good movie, don't get me wrong. It was a great wrap-up to the Avengers storyline. It kind of gave you everything you needed in that aspect of ending all the characters and telling their finishing out how their stories are going to continue, but not as Avengers. But as far as the actual storyline of the movie, it was very predictable, and it was predicted months ago that Ant-Man was going to be able to time travel and figure out how to go back in time and get the stones. Wow. Y'all really gave into exactly what it was predicted to be. And even the fact of killing Iron Man, and it was just like, did he really die? These holograms now that he has, is that how we're going to play his character out? Yeah. Yeah, it was, nah, it was. It just wasn't worth it to me. Did have some great moments. Not going to lie, but overall, it just wasn't there. Some of the great moments. I'm going to start with the all-female fight scene, them getting ready, period. All the females came out ready to kick some ass. So we would want to get Avengers in the future. Would not be opposed to an all-female Avengers story. One, you know, one round. That's all we kind of needed. One movie with all the females coming together, kicking some real supervillain ass. Thor chopping that head, that was it. <laughs> go Thor, go Thor. Thor said, I'm not here to talk, I'm on site. When I say on site, I mean on site. Y'all can try to figure that out, give him a chance to explain himself. I don't care. I don't. I can give two shits about any of that. Here for that. The Hulk, <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel with the Hulk when he was the Hulk and the real person. It was just, eh. And in the other one, he did piss us off as he because the hawk didn't come out. But it just, I don't, mm, I don't know. I don't know. They were so emotional. For supervillains, they were so emotional. They cried about every single thing. Now, y'all played the pun of saying every, every movie that plays with time, including Back to the Future and all these other movies that play with time and going back in time or going in the future, this is what happened. And literally all of y'all went back in time and the same thing happened to y'all. Every single one of y'all went back in time and fucked up what y'all was supposed to do. All of y'all. I don't understand how all of y'all did this. But I'm confused. I, and I'm com- And then you got Hawkeye out here, a mass killer. He, he killing everybody. Like, what is going on? Y'all are supposed to be superheroes. Why are y'all so emotional? Why was y'all so weak? Thanos beat the fuck out of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America. And at this point, Captain America... Weak. Shout out to the fact that Captain America being able to control Thor's hammer, whatever it's called, showing that Captain America was that person. I would say that ninja, but he's not really black. So, you know, he was that superhero. You go, Captain America. But come on. Spider-Man was kind of five too. It kind of, I did not watch the new Spider-Man with this young kid. But it made me want to go back and watch the Amazing Spider-Man and see how he was within his movie because he was he was good. He was he was giving us what we need. Iron Man was being emotional. This is not. I don't want to go back and change the life that I already had. Get out of here. Get out of here. And y'all definitely needed Captain Marvel. And H B I C Captain Marvel is she. She is that 
girl. She came through. She's another one. Her and Thor are on the same vibe. I'm not here to talk. I'm not here to figure out what your plan is. I'm not here for nothing. I'm here to shut shit down and keep my life moving. And she made that very clear. I have to save the world, galaxies, multiple. Y'all keep dealing with Earth, and y'all barely dealing with that. I have multiple of these to have to go save. I don't have time to be here all day. I'm going to show up, pop in, fuck some shit up, and I'm out. <laughs> catch me later. Y'all don't know. Catch me later. Did find it hilarious how Nebula, Nubula, Nubula, Nebula? I think it's Nebula. Her eye, and he could see it, and he, she tried to warn them, then she couldn't. That was crazy. Also, glad I didn't really go to a talkative theater, because I talked to some friends about it, and they said, like, during the part where Hawkeye had to fight Black Widow, it was this whole sad moment where we know that that's one of them had to die in order to get the Soul Stone. That was clear when they split up and they had to go there. Anyway, regardless of the fact, I guess they didn't know that they had to die. I guess they thought it was going to be another way for them to get the stone. But whatever. Also, hilarious how Thanos still played they ass. All right, I'm going to let them collect all the stones. And I'm going to pop up and get them still. <laughs> Even though they were definitely playing some... NFL Street Ball, the old PlayStation game, when they was tossing that around, when all the superheroes popped back up, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and get into Zuri, how she would get into her, her superness here. What? The fight scene was really good. Overall, it was just the movie had some. <clears throat> how y'all all go back in time and y'all all fuck up? Y'all all see people. Iron Man saw his dad. Captain America, no, Captain America, I think he got his with no issues, for real, for real. The Hulk got punched out of his body and then had to get explained, even though it did show that he was the reason why they, he he needed to do that in order to get the information that they had to put the stones back. Because if they didn't put the stones back, even though this would have been the end game, it would have continued the storyline of the Avengers because it would have messed up their timeline, which means they would have had to come back eventually and make another movie. Ant-Man... I mean, he was the reason why they had to go back. Now, I do want to mention with the ending of the movie, what it did make me excited for, even though there was not an extra scene after the credits, I sat through the whole thing. So if you have not seen it yet and you did sit through all this spoiler, I do apologize, but don't worry about staying after the credits. Get your ass up and leave because ain't no extra scene. But the leading of Thor leaving with Guardian of the Galaxies, that's going to be a next, the next Garden of the Galaxies is going to be good. It's going to be so good with the word with them. It's going to be good. Yep, I'm here for that. Captain America pretty much said he's done. So I feel like his contract has ended with Marvel. I feel like I heard on the read that um, Robert Downing Jr.'s contract wasn't over. That he still is going, he's still within contract of Iron Man. So Iron Man still will be in the movie. His character is just going to be dead. Which is why the holograms probably make a lot of more sense. But I believe Captain America is done. I don't think he's going to be in any more Marvel movies as Captain America. They they're, they may bring back the character. That's why I feel that he came back as an old man to show that he's done with this time of his life at Captain America. Also hilarious that they didn't think that he would go back in time and go see the woman. It would be great if they did the next Captain America of what happened when he went back in time. What really happened. That'll be a good next Captain America movie. Also, it'll be good to change the roles to see how he lives his life as the Captain America as a different person. Overall, Avengers was straight. It wasn't all that. It wasn't a, it wasn't how people were making it seem like this is the best movie ever. And you know, this, that, and the third, 
they definitely showed up and showed the fuck out. They took, Thanos came through. Thanos popped in today, world. I am here. Y'all thought I wasn't coming. Came to the party. Finna beat y'all ass without the stone. Finna try my hardest to get the stone. And I'm pulling up with gang them. Gang them all with me. Let's go. Let's go. Attack the asses. Fuck you mean. Like, I'm coming. But the Avengers said, hey, we got everybody back. We snapped the stone. Everyone is back. We back, baby. You mad. Shout out to Big Frida. We back. And, you know, they got down with the get down. They said, you know, you you beat our ass once. It ain't going to happen again. And that's on period. So if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, sorry about the spoilers. If you have seen it, how did you feel? I don't feel that it was in my top five. I know a lot of people saying this is the best Marvel movie. I saw somebody say this is the best movie of the 20th century. I don't know if they meant the 20th century Fox collection or the 20th century in general, but it wasn't. It was. Black Panther wasn't even all that, and I'll put Black Panther over this. The Avengers Infinity Wars kind of over this. Um, uh, Captain America Civil War over this. Hell, Thor... The first one was better than this. I don't believe I've seen the third Thor movie, so I need to go back and watch that as well. I haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp, even though I did know that Ant-Man got stuck in time travel. Someone had to tell me that, because I don't think I've seen the movie. Have seen Captain Marvel. It was good. It was a great backstory of her character to then pull her into the Avengers movie, because she was well-needed. She kicked ass. If it wasn't for her, they would have probably lost again. Unfortunately, I don't. I didn't have faith in them. I really didn't. I knew this was the end game, so I knew they were gonna, of course, kill Thanos. But they needed Captain Marvel in order to kill Thanos. Iron Man died. That is pretty sad. But you know, whatever. Life moves on. So the Avengers Endgame. That's kind of where it is. That's kind of where it's at. If you checked it out, what did you think? Do you think it was overrated? Because I hundred percent think it was overrated. But it's still a great movie. Still a good one. So, that's it for that. This week's Black Maggot shout-out is Dr. Micah Allen. Dr. Micah Allen owns her own private practice within the Richmond, Virginia area. The private practice is called Essential Natural Health, where she treats different symptoms and, you know, as a doctor should, using more of a natural approach. I first learned about Dr. Micah Allen via Instagram, and she did a series about the digestive systems and ways to help improve your digestive system and it was very helpful tips and it made a lot of sense and it was free because it was on Instagram. So I appreciate her post. She even recently did a series of how depression and your diet are related to each other and how they affect each other and she gives you short tips and ways to improve. She offers some online consultations and things of that sort as well, but get via her Instagram, you do get a lot of knowledge about natural health and natural ways to, you know, improve your health and things you can do at home to help with your psyche, even with the depression mindset and what you eat and how to, you know, get do things in a more organic, natural way. So shout out to Dr. Micah Allen. Make sure you follow her on Instagram, D-R-M-I-C-A-H-A-L-L-E-N. So before we get into the music, I really want to talk about this Netflix series that popped onto my Trending Now shows. And it's starring Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong, two hilarious people, hilarious comedians, two hilarious women. But... <laughs> it's called Tuka and Birdie. It's animated. And it's about these two birds. 
in every sense of the word, they're birds. It's inappropriate. It's hilarious. It's struggling through the millennial days of work, relationships, friendships, roommates, boyfriends, girlfriends. But it's all done so comical. So I'm only about three or four episodes in and already I've seen this bird's boobs. I've seen she had an STD called Sex Bugs. The other girl got her fantasy on watching porn with her man. And they're very complete opposites. Tiffany Haddish character is literally Tiffany Haddish in real life. Look, I want to say the black ghetto girl, but Tiffany Haddish really isn't ghetto. She kind of just over the top, dramatic, said whatever the fuck she wants, inappropriate a lot of the times, and does not understand a lot of boundaries. But then the roommate Birdie is, or Bertie, something like that. Anyway, the roommate is very calm, reserved to the point. She has a lot of anxiety and issues with things like that. She doesn't really stick up for herself. They did a sexual harassment episode where the girl got sexually harassed at her job because she wanted a position and, you know, the rock star of the job kind of sexually harassed her and then they come find out. But her boob just, like, popped off her body and left. Like, one, only one of her boobs popped off her body and left. It was crazy. Then they had the sex episode where she and her man watched the porn together because she wanted something different. She was tired of this everyday routine. But throughout the show, it's not just birds. Um, There's a dapper dog who's an upstairs neighbor. There's also a neighbor who's a tree who has a whole bunch of turtles walking around. The turtles couldn't talk, but the tree could talk. The dog could talk. The dog dressed really nice. And then you had you have the subway system that looks like an alligator almost. Tuka went on a date with a monkey. It's weird, but then one of the, you know, the peeping Tom across the street who was watching Berta and her man, you know, try to figure this sex thing out was a human. So it's, it's very interesting. It's hilarious, but it also plays and shows into a lot of the emotions that we are feeling from job stress to real life stress to dating stress to alcohol abuse because... Tuka pretty much admit that she used to drink all the time and now she's sober or she doesn't drink at least anymore. I feel like I seen her smoke, maybe not, but they do have smoking. Then some of them are teenagers, but some of them are grown because they clearly live on their own. It's a, you know, very interesting Futurama type show, but the inappropriate level from her flashing her boobs to her getting these sex demons, mean sex bugs and these sex bugs like, became big and humanized and you know we're just going crazy and she named them and she was having fun with them and then just heard like being uncomfortable on the date it's a it's it's mm. <laughs> but what i will say is i would love if you know they added amanda um seer seals amanda seals to the show give her a character to a reoccurring role because i just love her voice and i feel like her voice animated would be great regina king clearly from the Boondock, they probably can't afford Regina King, but you know, Regina King, step back into that world for us, please. You know, we appreciate you. Woo woo. Uh, Regina King, you know, give us some of those type of voices. Amanda, though, I feel would be great, and I feel that Amanda's in that level with, um, you know, um, with Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong. I would love an Instagram celebrity. I'm not really sure who voice i would love to hear the girl who the girl who be in i am desi banks videos um who his baby mama is i feel that her voice what's um uh, what's his what's his baby mama name canterbury candace i feel that she would be a great voice over character in this type of series and in this type of level if she played one of the maybe she could play tuka's cousin 
and she comes to visit them, and she kind of the bougie cousin who kind of is a lot better because Tuka is living off of her aunt's inheritance. So she inherited a whole bunch of money from her, from her aunt. So if this girl also inherited money from the aunt, but she took a different route with the money and actually like is making more money and living that bougie lifestyle where Tuka kind of living on the edge because she have all this money. But Tuka and Birdie, if you like those weird off the wall shows, I would definitely say check it out. It's literally all over the place. Every episode, you're just mind blown of what you may see. So check it out. It's on Netflix, season one. So this week's music, I want to give a shout out first off to, well, not really musically, but it's the reason why these two songs are getting shout out. Belina Waith is a genius. I don't know if you're out there watching The Shy, but it's fucking great. And, you know, Lena Waith is amazing. Period. But um, the two songs I want to shout out would be On My Auntie. No, sorry. Hold Up by Ross Mack. Ross with two dollar signs, but it's off the album All My Auntie Kids. So I do want to listen to the entire album, but Hold Up was on the, sh- it was featured within the shot, and I fell in love. Very old school Chicago vibes. Hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute. Uh oh, wait a minute. Uh oh, wait a minute. And keeping with the Chicago vibes, it's a single, Sleepless by Mellow Makes Music, but it also featuring Tyler Bennett. And I didn't, I've never really listened to Tyler Bennett, or I haven't really listened to Tyler Bennett. And he sounds similar to Chance, which, you know, surprising. I didn't think he did. I, well, I didn't really know. I've never listened to him, but I don't, I wouldn't have thought that he would have sounded like Chance. So he may be for sure worth a list to some more songs, may feature him, you know, upcoming. Definitely going to feature Ross Mack, I feel, upcoming, because I'm going to do a deep dive into all my auntie kids to see if that album is good as hold up because hold see i can't even say hold up correctly hold hold up like hold up wait a minute that's hilarious and then ari lennox dropped the album or dropped the project shea butter baby so i've been kind of in love with her since i heard her on um the friend is on and i listened to whipped cream she just seems so humbled and you can hear in her voice how loving and how much she loves the music. She dropped Whipped Cream as a single, and, you know, I like that. I really like that song. It's like a vibe type of feel. Kind of give you Salon, SZA, Afropunk, Chakras, Aligning type vibes. Again, I told you she sounds so humble and sweet as a person, but then she sounds like your dope, your dope-ass friend, too, at the same time. Your dope-ass homegirl who's going to tell you what you need to hear. So the album is really good. Shea Butter Baby is another song that I feel that... Uh, it's not new, but a lot of people like it. It's featuring J. Cole. First song, though, Chicago Boy. <laughs> Mood. Period. <laughs> Mood. I am a Chicago boy. Um, Chicago Boy was a good one. She had New Apartment. New Apartment, I like that one, too. Up Late. Broke featuring Jid or J.I.D. Not really sure. FaceTime. It's a good vibe. It's one of those. I can put this on and get... You know, run some, run a bath. What do you like to take a bath? I'm a shower type of guy, me personally. So get in the shower, wash every crevice of the body, come out, do a nice face mask, light some candles, and just listen to some calm music. It's not too ratchet. It's not too crazy. It's just enough to let you be calm, cool, and collected. And I was here for it. I'm here for it. I think you all should give this album a listen. Give this project a listen. Ari Lennox, Shea Butter Baby, let me know what y'all think about that because 
I enjoyed it. It kept me calm today at work, at least, and I'm ready to hear it over and over again. So that's kind of where it's at musically for me this week. And yeah, before we get out of here, I do want to give some updates on my May challenge. So this week was Teacher Appreciation Week and Nurses Appreciation Week. Shout out to all the teachers and the nurses out there. You know, there are special places in heaven for each of you if you're doing your job correctly in the proper way. For taking care of kids, y'all get all the, you know, respect in the world because that's not, whoo, that ain't for me. And, you know, take care of sick people and old people because old people are just crazy. And that's definitely not for me because I can put my hands on y'all. So, you know, to teachers, nurses, go out there. I did give, um, gave lunch on me to three of my friends, two teachers and a nurse. I have a teacher, I have a teacher friend. I have a friend who's a teacher in um, Orlando area and she actually earned her second master's degree. So, you know, gave her lunch. And then I have a friend who's a teacher within a alternative school in the D.C. area at the high school level. And he's just been doing great things. So, you know, gave him some lunch. And then I have a friend who's a nurse in the... Where is Cindy Vortex from? Um, In the Lakeland, um, Florida area. So, you know, I wanted to give her lunch as well. So shout out to my three friends. That was my nice thing I did this week for my friends um, with my May Challenge. Make sure y'all are still out there doing something nice for your support system because it come back in ways that you cannot imagine. And mine happened to come back same day in such an important way. So I was feeling really down and sad just about normal millennial stuff of not being where I want to be in the time. And that's another podcast for another day that we're going to talk about, you know, rushing where you are and just getting ahead of yourself and beating yourself up about where you are currently when you're exactly where you need to be. But anyway, I was feeling really down and upset about it and kind of depressed and no real reason, nothing happened or anything. It just was like that. And one of my friends randomly Skyped me and told me how much she truly appreciate me as a friend. And that, it made me tear up. I got so emotional because I was feeling so down and I didn't have to tell her something was wrong. She didn't even see me. We hadn't seen each other. And we talked to each other every day um, through our IM at work. But it was just the fact that her just saying that out the blue, it touched me. And then I had a really bad dream about with one of my other friends. I told her and then she gave me some encouraging words about, you know, our friendship and where we are. And then Raven, who I had on when we did the Beyonce Delta Kappa episode, hit me up and said, do I want to go to lunch randomly? So today we get a good day of friends appreciating each other without even knowing they had no clue what my day was like how I was feeling and they all reached out to me and made me feel so good today so today was just an overwhelming day of love and support from my friends without them even knowing and I feel that it was just good juju coming back on me from being able to do something nice for some of my other friends so make sure you're doing something nice for your friends and see if it comes back to you tenfold also don't forget let me know what y'all did for y'all friends I really want to hear updates But that wraps us up for today. Thanks for listening again. And, you know, be sure to rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us, like us, download us, talk about us, tell your friends to tell your friends to tell their friends to give us a listen, a stream, something, FNBM for millennials, by millennials, and we out. Join in on the conversation at underscore FMBM on Instagram. Be sure to like, 
subscribe, and comment on all your favorite streaming services. Thanks again for listening. Now go out and be a product of your imagination.